Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. Thanksgiving is a United States of America holiday. This is the fact off. Time for the fact off. It's time for the fact off. It's time for the act off. It's time for the fact off. It's time for the fact off. That's one too many. Yeah, I'm still trying to work on a theme song, okay? Wait, hold on. Can someone tell me what time it is? It's time for the fact off. It's time for the fact off. <laughs> Welcome to the fact off, a weekly podcast where we each share a random and obscure fact and leave it up to you to decide the winner. I'm your host, Alex, and with me as always is Mike the Bike. Hello. And Pat the Hat. Hey, everybody. Hey, how you guys doing today? I was wondering where you're going to go with, with uh, Pat, but... <laughs> I was debating between Matt and Hat. And I think you like to wear hats more than you like to wear mats. I made a uh, hat out of this uh, old uh, dead rat. <gasps> that won't do. It's much too old. Yeah. That's a Nightmare Before Christmas reference, which I'm pretty sure Mike hasn't seen. No, I tried watching it. Try again. <laughs> I, I got I got halfway through, so I mean, somewhere in there, maybe there's this rat hat. I don't I don't know. Um, funny thing about rats, though, during Halloween <laughs> a couple weeks ago, this little girl came to my house like to get candy, and she was dressed as a cat. But funny thing is, she had mice like taped all over her like front on, on her front, and like so the on mice are just living on you. <laughs> Hey, it's just weird. a little girl trying to be creative. Don't destroy your creativity. Did you Mike. laugh at her? Yeah, we did. We said, "Why are the mice on you?" And she just started laughing. And she put one in one of them in her mouth and just started like, "Ah!" Oh, cats eat mice. Yeah, but these mice weren't scared of her. <laughs> yeah, well, mice hang around cats until they eat them. Did you think it was like a Willet situation where she was controlling the mice? To attack people for that would be a really cool costume. That would be and a not cat real. Willard. <laughs> not possible, guys. Well, most costumes uh, aren't real. Worlds that you live in, but yeah. What fantasy world? Mike only likes realistic costumes. That kid that shows up dressed as Ben Franklin. <laughs> only realistic co- costumes, like businessman, like guy dressed as businessman, guy dressed as uh, businessman. <laughs> No, notice that Mike only said a guy dressed as a businessman. Because mm. in Mike's world, women can't be businessmen. It's exactly. true. Exactly. I said realistic things, didn't I? Is that a, our opening fact? No. But in our fantasy, or everybody's fantasy, <laughs> this is your fantasy, Alex Mike. was the winner <laughs> from last week. Yeah, I won. They said it couldn't be done. Well, I just say if you practice every day telling people's facts, then one day you can do it. You can win. Your episode of Fact Off. Sorry, my phone is messing up. I'm trying to find my fact, my victory fact for this week. I was very upset. My wife uh, listened to the podcast and then came downstairs and said, I'm voting for Alex. Yeah. That's why she's my... uh, My wife has voted for Pat before. And my wife voted for me because she loves me. How to tell you one. That's (laughs) unconditional love right there. Yeah. Uh, My fact is the Earl of Sandwich... John Montagu, who lived in the 1700s, reported, reportedly invented the sandwich so he wouldn't have to leave his gambling table to eat. We are forever in his debt. Sandwich yeah, is the perfect forever. meal, right? Yeah. There's always a lot of weird sandwich facts, like um, Jared from Subway. The only reason why he ate Subway is because he lived he the above pedophile? it. pedophile? Oh. Yeah, he lived above it and had like a porn ring at his college, and so he didn't want to leave, so that's... he. He only went down, got Subway, and went back up to his dorm. 
I thought he lost weight because he walked around a lot. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was maybe afterwards. I thought he had to walk. Let's not talk about Jared on this podcast. This <laughs> so, yeah. is a Jared-free podcast. Are, are evil. That's that's the moral of the story. I would not sit here and let you badmouth sandwiches. Sandwiches are God gifted, man. Best sandwich, go. I like a French dip. A soggy sandwich. <laughs> yeah, a French dip is delicious. It is good. It was. It is good. It's very salty, but good. I'm waiting for Mike's. Yeah, Mike, what's your favorite sandwich? I, I just badmouth sandwiches. How could I possibly give my favorite? You have to have a favorite sandwich. Oh no, it's the King's Hawaiian pork and, pork and slaw from Firehouse Subs. Correct. They took it away from me, and I'm still angry to this day. I've actually emailed corporate a couple times, but yes, the King's Hawaiian pork and slaw sandwich. From Firehouse Subs was the best sandwich ever to exist in mankind's history. When they brought it back for a little bit, Mike must have had it, what, like twice a week? Yeah, we're not talking about that. <laughs> He's like, that's how much I knew. He's like, oh, what you do for dinner last night? I got the pork and sauce sandwich again. You don't know when they're going to get rid of it again. I heard he went to the restaurant and ate all the pork and slaw sandwiches at the restaurant, so they had to close the restaurant. <laughs> that's why they took them away. They're never bringing them back. <laughs> Okay, well, let's get into this week's episode. If you don't know, each week we all bring a different fact about uh, from whatever the week's category is. This one is culture, which we don't really have a definition of what we're going to do for this, so it could be anything. And then the victor gets to pick the order they go first. So I am going to pick Pat. He seems eager. Wow, this is my. I was pointing my head at Mike. (laughs) No, I'm not on the same side of the camera as. Yeah. Technically, Pat was pointing to you when he was leaning his head on yeah. my screen. So, Really? So it worked for you. It didn't work for me. Yep. All right. Let's uh, stop talking about this. And you know what? We should take a break right now. A fika. You guys want to join me in a fika? What's a fika? Well, a fika is my fact of the week. It's my fika <gasps> fact. Oh, explain. Oh, I thought you were going to say like our fika score. No. <laughs> no, fika is uh, Sweden's mandatory coffee break. Have you ever heard of it? No. I've never heard of it. I heard of Sweden and coffee and break. So Never in that order? Nope. I've heard of Kit Kats. They get breaks. So uh, Fika is like a huge thing in um, Sweden. Actually, I'm very much into this idea of like a siesta, and I'm trying to figure out how to work siestas (laughs) into my life. Um, As, As a teacher, yes, I understand. Yes, I want to have uh, just more breaks in the day between kids uh, <laughs> talking. Um, so I stumbled upon Fika, and Fika is Sweden's siesta. So apparently it's like very serious, and it's um, it's a coffee break in the sense of like you stop what you're doing and you have a cup of coffee, but it's like so much more than that. It's a way of life. It's like you, you Fika, it's both a noun and a verb. You're like, hey, guys, you want a Fika? Or like, you know. Let's go do that fika. I don't know how to put a noun in a sense. This sounds kind of, <laughs> kind of dirty. Well, a noun is a person, pa- place, or thing. Fika so. is a thing. Okay. Um, so anyway, name. you what you do is you get a pastry. Um, patisserie oh. is uh, very big in Sweden. And you get some coffee. And the most important part is you get some friends or family or someone to just like catch up with. It's all about uh, slowing down. Whereas, like, the American idea of a coffee break is to go drink some coffee so we can go back to work, 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 work. 
And in mm-hmm. Sweden, it's more of like, let's like relax and take our time and, and talk. Type. Yeah. You mean it would be socially acceptable for me to have a Danish every day, midday? Yes. And I'm in. they fika twice a day, once in the morning and then once around three o'clock. Oh, most people can only fika once. You, uh, then you're a fika failure. Yeah. And I'm all about, like, I'm all about all these Danishes. Like, twice a day, 100% in. Um, but you know me, Alex. I am a Danish snob. So, how dry are these Danishes that people consume during this fika, uh, <laughs> you know? Well, I did. I Googled uh, fika Danish wetness. <laughs> no, nothing came up. It was so weird. I don't I'll like. I'll do more research for you next. That could ruin any fika is like a dry gross danish yeah apparently it's Just like such about a it ruins my day stop thinking Mike's about getting it hot <laughs> yeah, Mike's getting really upset i haven't seen him this mad since they got rid of the poor salal <laughs> whatever <laughs> i get so mad when people bring danishes in to work and it's like the store-bought ones that are like dry as a rock like you throw them and kill somebody with them maybe. mike close your eyes for me close your eyes all right, all right. I'll let you continue with your... No, no, no. Close your eyes. I want to paint a picture for you. You're at work. Alex has brought you some cold, dry Danish. Your eyes are open. You got to close your eyes. You're supposed to be... All right. <laughs> and then a Swedish person walks in with real Swedish Danishes that are really good. And then you eat that and it's better than Alex's. Have I, did I just sell it to you? Yeah, I believe that any European Danish is probably way above par than what we have over here yeah oh and it's such a big part of their so this is that my culture fact it's such a big part of their culture that most jobs have built into contracts that ev- employees must have everyone has to stop work and fika and get together and like sit down so how long is the work day then <laughs> if this is twice a day or people working uh nine ten hours a day because they have to have their freaking fika uh, something tells me it's a lot more relaxing than, <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't look up how long they have to work in a day. I just looked up how much can I stop working in my day? <laughs> You're looking at this the wrong way, Mike. <laughs> I know, but I just don't want to be held at work any longer than possible. No, I imagine if you still did an eight hour day and then they took 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes in the afternoon designated not having the work time. Yeah. Less I wonder relaxing. if it's socially acceptable to have more than two feet. All right, don't be ridiculous. Yeah, and then you're just being lazy, Mike. Oh, dang it. Three pastries is too many. See, because I imagine the Swedish way is not to make your day longer. Like the American way is when they took lunch away from you. Oh, you get 45 minutes from lunch. But it's just also added on to your time here. Stupid yeah, lunch. it's more, this is a, definitely more of a, like, um, a spiritual, like, cleanse of, like, Let's all just relax as a country, enjoy some really good coffee, some really good conversation, and, and some Ikea really good furniture. pastry. And Ikea furniture. And it just seems like, I don't know, this like this whole slowing down. I got uh, over the pandemic, I was like, oh, I should get really into coffee. And then I bought like one nice pack of coffee, and that was about it. But it was a lot better than the instant coffee I normally drink. So I think I'd be into this fika. I would not sit here and let you bad mouth instant coffee. No, instant coffee's still good, but instant coffee's bad. Alex. Sorry. Hey. That's not a this. fact, by the way. That's an <laughs> opinion. Yep. So what's the name of your fact, Pat, so I can write it down? My Fika fact. How do you spell it? 
F-I-K-A. So Fika is actually, uh, it comes from the slang term for uh, coffee. The way they uh, spell coffee was like K-A-F-F-E-E or something. And then someone flipped it around and they said Fika. Okay. So that's my nice relaxing fact of the week. No bloodshed, no sex. Just enjoy a nice cup of coffee. Listen to the Fact Off podcast with some friends. No, my fact is all about sex and coffee and drugs. So. <laughs> In that order. I don't think you should have sex while drinking coffee. That sounds like a very dangerous experience. Uh, probably get a third degree burn somewhere where you don't want well, to be burned. There's only one way to find out. Do you ever want to be burned somewhere? <laughs> I, I didn't mind getting burned because it was on my arm. But if it was somewhere else. Yes. Okay. So we got the Fika fact. Uh, I'll let Mikey go next. All right. So I'm ready. I'm ready to go. You guys ready to go? Nah. Yeah. Can you guys give me like five minutes? <laughs> yes. You need to take your Fika break first. Yeah. Oh, can we like back. leave and come back? Yeah, we can. All right. So Pat, Pat's off doing his Fika. And I'm starting my fact. So when I was young, I remember going to China. Um, back in This is back in 2003. We, we went on a family trip there to adopt my sister. We were there for like three weeks. And I noticed something very, very odd that wasn't like what we see here in America. And when we were in the hotel or just a brown town, there'd be like a, per, a designated person with a kind of like a mop bucket. And I'm like, why Why is this person here? And then I realized... The custodian? Yeah, the no, person no, who cleans up No, not just the custodian. But I realized he was there because it was socially acceptable for people to just spit on the sidewalks or inside the buildings on the tile floors, like all over the place. It was socially acceptable. And I just, I've never seen that before. And, uh, people didn't act like it was a big deal at all. Like it was just, you know, it just happened. But when I came back to America, I remember going to, (laughs) I remember spitting on the floor. This was many years later. And I remember seeing a sign that said, if you spit like on the sidewalk or something like that, there was a $2,500 fine. And I thought, conversely, that was odd as well. Like, what city has, like, this ordinance? Like, did they have, like, a crazy issue with people spitting? I, I just didn't understand. What city was it? Um, I don't remember. It was, like, uh, I think it was out in Arizona, if I remember correctly. But um, yes. I looked it up, and there's spit quite bill. a few cities in America that have, like, spitting ordinances. Okay. Well, I mean, not the spit. When I'm outside. Yeah, Alex is more about swallowing anyway. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I, I think spitting is kind of gross. Um, but let me tell, take you back to a time in U.S. history. <gasps> That's where I live. U.S. Yeah, you, you told us about uh, the U.S. in the beginning of this podcast. So I think people are well aware that it exists. Um, and Thanksgiving's a holiday in it. So, all right. Damn right. Damn right. So we're going back to a time in America where it was culturally appropriate for people to spit. And by spit, I mean spit. And this was in the late 1800s. Um, When you say spit, do you mean spit? Yes. Like (laughs) spit. Spit. Yes. Oh, okay. That was lost. Late 1800s, this takes place. Um, 19th century for all you smarty pants listeners out there. So, and I always say 18th century. I mean, you know, late late 1800s. Whenever somebody says 19th century, I get 
confused. I, I discombobulated. Um, Start spitting everywhere. <laughs> yeah, sp- I don't like it at all. Um, so visitors at the time from Europe were, were shocked to find out that Americans, working class men here, were just spitting everywhere. Sidewalks, streets, parks, factory floors, streetcars, everywhere. Not in a red Solo cup? You know, they're not spitting into Mountain Dew bottles? No. <laughs> side Sidetrack, side, sidebar. It was disgusting working at Best Buy, finding people's spit cups. Like, just people just leave them everywhere, like on the CD racks, like in a row of movies. It was disgusting. Uh, but yeah, we'll get back on track here. So people were just spitting everywhere. Every surface you can think of. I think I listed all the different surfaces, right? Did I miss any type of surfaces? Tables. Did you say marble? I didn't say marble, and I don't think they spit on tables. Thanks for calling that out, Pat. They didn't spit on tables, because that would just be a little bit too far, I think, right? Yeah, I'm yes. making me sick just thinking about it. <laughs> there was actually somebody bored enough at the time that they did a study, and they found that a one street section in Baltimore, there was 2,000 to 4,000 spits per week. I don't know why there was such a big, wide swath of numbers there. Was that before the Great Baltimore Flood? <laughs> yes, it washed out all the spit. That's that's what happened at the time. Um, to make matters worse, this wasn't like ordinary spit or anything like that. Like This was, I guess, back in the day when tobacco was super popular. Still is. Yeah. But no, no, like, like every working man at the time chewed tobacco and spit it out on Some would say it's a cash crop i i don't know how much tobacco makes anymore probably not as much as it used to be it's not lucrative but yeah people were spinning chewing tobacco everywhere sidewalks were awash with it and what makes matters worse ladies at the time wore long dresses yeah yeah and picture that like they were just like mopping that stuff yeah. up, like yeah, I, I yeah. imagine you'd probably have to buy a new dress like every month. That's, uh, I just yeah. Ugh. Is this where the mini skirt comes from? Sidebar, yes. That's this is where the <laughs> mini skirt came from. No, it's not. Um, so this all came to a head in 1882. So that's around the time where they identified the tuberculosis bacteria. They figured out that the tuberculosis bacteria was spread by human, like, saliva, spit. And so, a campaign started to get people to stop spitting, like, on the ground. And, like, Big Dress didn't, like, stop this because they they were getting people to buy a new dress every month. Yeah, Big Dress. (laughs) Yeah, I'm surprised that Big Dress didn't probably step in there. They probably should have. No, there was actually a lot of people mad that uh, ordinances were starting to be passed. So New York City was the first city in America to pass an ordinance against spitting, like in like the public. So wait, the so people get upset when the government tells them to change their daily routine. Yeah, yeah, people do. <laughs> what? Surprisingly enough, so 1896 is when the first ordinance passed, and people were mad. Backlash ensued, uh, just like. Nowadays, with the mask, people were going crazy about it. People complained that it was against their natural impulse to spit. 
that it intrudes upon their freedoms and the government has too much power over my saliva glands. I don't know. <laughs> my spit, my choice. <laughs> On top of that, many questioned the science behind like tuberculosis at the time. So like, just like now where everybody's like complaining about COVID-19 and all of that, we haven't changed at all as a society. Not at all. So we are the same people. We have changed a little bit. We don't spit as much as we used to. So No. But culturally, we're still the same. We're still angry and questioning why we should be doing stuff. Still True. the same. And it's the American baby, way. Baby, still the that same. is the American way. USA. And after this nonsense, people began spitting on the signs that said, don't spit. So that's what Americans I figured, do. Yeah. Is we just, you know. F you, F you to the if law. I see a sign telling me not to loiter. I am loitering the <laughs> shit out of that area. What about littering? No, I don't believe that. Well, this is bad so for the goals. earth. Nothing. All right. So this is a real honest fact about me. Is nothing makes me more mad than when a car in front of me just throws trash out the window. That infuriates me. It's just like I hate it. I hate it so much. Anyway, continue your fact. Right, that's my fact. That's my yeah, favorite. Was it, is it was socially acceptable, culturally acceptable to spit in America until What's the name of your What's the name of your fact and why is it spit take? Mine it's is, called uh, <laughs> thou shalt not spit the forgotten uh shall Thou shall not spit That was on the tablet that Moses dropped. He he broke that <laughs> one, so Okay. Ding. So time time for my fact. Oh, we're out of time. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> it was mentioned early in the podcast by a guy with a very sexy voice that Thanksgiving is an American holiday. I don't remember this. Yeah. But what's what's the part of Thanksgiving? You're sitting down at your table, and I don't think we ever really had one at our house. A table? A table? We might have. We, we, no, a table. Mike, this is where you find out we didn't have a table. <laughs> in the middle of your table, was that? Oh, my God. How, is it cornucopia? Hey, that's it. Like I've been saying it all day, and all of a sudden it's drew a blank. In the middle of your table is a cornucopia. But why is there a cornucopia on the middle of the table? Because it serves no purpose besides to make it maybe look a little bit better, and it's just in the way of the f- more food being on your table. But why do we use the cornucopia as a decoration? I actually posted a Reddit post like five years ago. And I asked people, like, what do you guys use your cornucopia for? <laughs> just as, like, a Ask Reddit thing, just just to be funny. And I got a bunch of responses. <laughs> so, and I just don't remember any of the responses. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So what is a cornucopia? And what does it symbolize? And how has it come to symbolize the great tradition of eating food on the fourth Thursday of November? So, as you know, cornucopia is from... It's a Latin word from cornu, meaning horn, and copia, meaning plenty. The horn of plenty. Oh, I thought I meant plenty horny. <laughs> nah. <laughs> so the first cornucopia goes all the way back to a young man by the name of Zeus. I don't know if you've heard of him. God of thunder, lived on Mount Olympus. King of the gods, they say. Wasn't he an old man? Well, at the time, he was a little kid. Okay. So he was hiding from his dad because his dad was trying to eat him as part of Zeus's lore. So he was living in a cave and creek. And he had a nursing maid, Almothea, 
Amalthea, Amalthea, sorry, who could transform into a goat to feed him when he was nursing. But it being Zeus, he's a big, tough kid. He likes his rambunction and all. And he ripped off one of our horns. Oof. And a constant food source came out to feed the young Zeus. Hence, the horn of plenty. This sounds like an accurate, like, uh, historical fact about where we get, um, where we get this. This is culture, so technically. Oh, yeah, yeah I forgot. <laughs> now jump to a young man by the name of Hercules. Hercules, uh, Hercules. Wait, did he, he put the glad in gladiator? Hercules. So Hercules, this is another myth about the cornucopia. Hercules was fighting a guy by the name of Arculeus, who was, I don't think I'm saying that, man, I don't care, who could also turn himself into a bull. He was a river god, and he was supposed to marry Hercules' wife. I can't say her name. I'm going to even try on that one. It's not Megara, is it? No. Her friend's called Meg. It would if she had any friends. Uh, he ripped off his horn and defeated him in battle. And then he presented it to her on the wedding day with, filled with flowers and food and all. So over the course of mankind's history, the cornucopia had symbolized harvest and abundance and great joy like the goddess Futrona uh, of good fortune. And abundance is what you have in your cornucopia. And going back to like our European roots, like, they've always had, like, harvest festivals and pagan religion, religions, and the cornucopia was mm. always represented. Alex, you make the cornucopia sound, like, so heavy metal, and it's, like, such, a, like, a grandparent-type thing to have on, on your table, but I could see, like, it taking another turn, and it's on, on like, uh, <laughs> Iron Maiden albums, a cornucopia full of, like, apples yeah. and meat and stuff. And the abundance of our harvest. So, Smash Cut 2 from Hercules... To the first Thanksgiving. The first Thanksgiving was a three-day festival to celebrate the first good harvest that the pilgrims had in America. Abundance, a harvest festival. And what used to recognize that but the cornucopia, which they don't say was probably there with the first one. They don't you know. But then you cut to... Oh my god, how many cuts? Well... Yeah, how, yeah we're cutting. Uh, do you want to hear about Abraham Lincoln? Yes. Okay, good. Everybody will... I would rather always hear about it. No, so during uh, the Civil War in 1863, to try to unite the country again, Lincoln made Thanksgiving a national holiday. He mailed everybody a commemorative cornucopia? He did. He handmade them all. He, well, he was, when he was, wasn't killing werewolves, uh, vampires, it's he true. was making cornucopias. And then everybody held hands yep. across the mountain. So he wanted to heal a nation and... Kind of bring back that abundance, the Harvest Festival. And then, just side note, it wasn't until FDR made the fourth Thursday of November, the official Thanksgiving holiday. And that's where the cornucopia comes from. It's just the symbol of abundance and a good harvest. And Thanksgiving, you're eating a ton of food. You have a ton of different sides. And all this food is abundance. And it's just a nice way to celebrate our harvesting ancestors with this old symbol of abundance that we have abundance of love on thanksgiving my Aww. fact is called the horn of plenty mm. i thought you guys would do like a thanksgiving one since it's thanksgiving week but mine is all about thanksgiving it's all about 
Swedish people having a coffee break. What's more thankful than that? That's true. Yeah, and mine is about eating too much. You have to spit up a little bit. You did not mention that at all. I just assumed it was implied. That sounds more like throwing up. <laughs> but <laughs> is it still a, a cultural thing in um, China to spit on stuff? No, actually, sidebar. Um, Wait, never mind. Your fact is over. Sorry. SARS, the, the SARS ec- epidemic happened in 2003, and they did like a big cultural push to stop. What is with these damn diseases ruining our disgusting habits that we have? That's true. Come on, diseases. Be cool. I'm with you, Alex. Let's just be disgusting. Forget about disease. Yeah, but that's the fact off for today. Don't forget to go vote at factoffpodcast.com. You can vote for the Hona Plenty, which was an awesome story by Alex. Fika Fact, which was uh, Pat's wish to not have to do work during the day. And Mike's Thou Shall Not Spit, which I agree with. We shouldn't be spitting everywhere. You're not allowed to endorse other people's facts. I like all three of our facts. I, it was a good time. Aw. He was endorsing the idea that you thou shalt not. Yeah, and I was also endorsing your idea that we shouldn't have to work that hard during the day. That's true. Or on your fact. And I was also endorsing the horn of plenty, the cornucopia. My fact. Exactly. But go and go ahead and check us out on all your social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. If you're on a if you're an Apple user, wait and review our podcast. That'd be nice of you. At least five stars, but you can you could do better. Yeah. If you can't do more than five, I would go to Apple's headquarters and demand that you give us more they give us more than five stars. Yeah, start spitting on the ground and tell them you won't stop until yeah. they allow us to get six stars. Six stars sounds like a better, more round number anyways, like That's true. Yeah, you're right. Wait, do I get to roll the dice? Yes. Yeah, let's roll it. I bet you're gonna roll history. I bet Ooh, you. Oh, come bet on, you. people. Ooh, I rolled a three. Which one's that? I think it's do do do. Let me get my phone because I don't have it in front of me. Oh, it's history. No, oh, come on. <laughs> yes, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> How do you guess that? Oh man, I'm the best. <laughs> hey, I should get an award for guessing. Well, you guys out there have a great Thanksgiving and a good holiday, and we'll see you around real soon. That's from Mickey Mouse, right? Bye, everybody. <laughs> See you around real soon.